Hello. Hi. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone Gone with the the Windies. I hope you're having a magnificent day. Me too. And a lovely week. Me too. And a beautiful month. I also echo that sentiment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And here we are. We already introduced ourselves, so I guess we shouldn't do that again. I guess not. I guess not. I guess Um, they probably know. Probably. At this point. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. So tell me, how was your week? How was your day? How's it going, Brian? Ah, preparing. Just uh, jumping right in, huh? Well, this past week was Christmas, so it was Christmas. Uh... So, you know, it was fine. It was a good week, I guess. Um, and today we went thrifting and got some coffee. It's a good day, all in all. I'm looking forward to the new year. Same. Yeah. How How are you doing? How was your week, Lynn? Oh, my week was good. I don't even know what happened. Um, I mean, yeah, Christmas. We've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls. So we're on Mm -hmm. season four of Gilmore Girls now. I haven't been reading a ton, but I got some books at the thrift store that I'm excited to dig into. (laughs) So maybe we'll have a weekly book and TV show update. Ooh, yeah. I feel like we've said that before, but we never actually do it. We don't. Um, That's true. But yeah. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I guess... I mean, not really a ton has happened. It was Christmas. Weird Christmas for everyone. We saw our dad open presents um, like with masks on and everything, so it was just like a little bit weird, but mm-hmm. it was still nice. He got us the sweetest gift. Um, when we were growing up, he would put like lunch notes in our lunchbox. Like he would type them out or handwrite them, and some of them were poems, some of them were just like silly little, I don't know, things that he had <laughs> written down or like something he drew. And so he had been saving them all these years, and he put it together in like a book format we can upload pictures of that on the instagram um it's but called it's just, the lunch notes anthology yeah it's just like it's just so beautiful and sentimental and just like i remember every lunch i'd open my lunchbox and like be so excited to see what he had written and it mm-hmm. like drawn for us that day so yeah just like something i'll literally never forget and especially now that it's in this book and it was it's just so many he said there were over like 300 notes so like the amount of time and effort that he spent like mm-hmm. it's just so so touching. I feel like handmade gifts like that are just so incredibly thoughtful, and I am a person that, like, appreciates that so much. Yeah. Like, knowing that someone put the time and energy into, like, creating something for me is so meaningful. Yeah. Just really much appreciated. Yeah, it was a really sweet gift. But anyway. I was reading it last night. Yeah. But we did that on Christmas and just opened presents with our mom in the morning and zoomed in our cousin Haley, who lives in Durham. And, yeah, it was good. It was, I don't know, that part wasn't actually as weird. I feel like presence over Zoom isn't that hard. It's not. Um, so that was nice. That felt not too abnormal. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just kind of a chill day. We didn't do a ton because we obviously didn't see, like, any of other other family. We just saw our dad and then saw our mom, so it wasn't really, like, anything huge or crazy. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was solid. We had a charcuterie board on Christmas Eve. Oh, it was so, so good. So tasty. We had that cheese that we tasted on our first podcast episode, if yes. you remember, if you're an OG. Full circle. Uh, the Syrah-soaked creamy Toscano was so good. It was just as good as I remember it, if not better. Yeah, truly. 
Uh, we're really coming full circle. This is our last episode of 2020. Oh. And that was our first episode of 2020. Wow, yeah. In April, but still. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> our first episode ever. I know. <laughs> so we will have an episode next week discussing some of our podcasting goals mm-hmm. and resolutions and just things we're going to improve on and not really change too much, but... Yes, so that's exciting. We can't wait to record that episode. This one we actually have already recorded, but the sound quality was so bad because I was sitting in my office chair and it was like squeaky. Mm -hmm. So it made noise the entire time and it was just too bad to look past. And I know I would have been so annoyed listening to it because I was trying to edit it and it was so annoying. So here we are re-recording like almost a week later. (laughs) This episode has to go up tomorrow. Honestly, I don't mind because I feel like I kind of rambled a lot so yeah I'd like to keep mine brief yeah a bit more brief yeah Yeah. it's hard because I feel like with podcasting you want to say enough that it's interesting and give details but you don't want to just keep talking and rambling and saying the same thing in different phrases yeah which I feel like is something I tend to do a little yeah but also whatever (laughs) I don't want our episodes to be five minutes long so yeah that's fair that's fair (sighs) That being said, should we jump right in? Should we jump right in? I think we should jump right in. So these are our top 20 things we learned in 2020. Yes. 10 from me, 10 from Lindsay. That's correct. And I'll just start with my number one lesson of 2020 is that you don't have to be bougie to use Myers cleaning products because growing up, I always thought that you had to be like an avid Whole Foods shopper to own Myers cleaning products and I thought they were super expensive. Honestly, I don't know how expensive they are. I don't think they're like crazy expensive, but um that's what I learned this year because we had lemon verbana cleaning spray that my cousin would use and I'm just so obsessed with the smell. I love it so much. I would eat it if I could and I just love it. So that's something I learned. You don't have to be bougie to use Myers cleaning products. So true, Queen. Yeah. What about you, Lynn? Um, my first one is not quite as simple as that, (laughs) but (laughs) my first one is that you can't change people. So, yeah, something that's hard to accept as a type one on the Enneagram, which is (laughs) basically means I want to make things perfect (laughs) and I'm always looking for ways to improve myself and others and just the way things function. And so it's really hard when I meet someone or even my friends that I know to not like jump in. And just tell them everything I think they could do to make their lives better. Because sometimes I might think that there's things they could do to improve their life, but it's not my place to say that. And it's not my place to try and improve their life because it's their life. And if they don't ask me for advice or for help, that's not really my job to tell them what I think they should do to improve their life. Because obviously I'm not living their life, so I don't know what they're going through. I don't know the reasons they're doing what they're doing and what they've been through. And so... Yeah, I've just learned you can't change people. They have to make that choice on their own. And when they do, that's incredible. You can work with them. You can be there for them. But if they haven't made that choice, you're not going to convince them to do so. Mm-hmm. They're gonna That's going to have to come from within or it's not going to be a sustainable life change that they'll make. They'll just like adjust what they're doing, I guess, in the moment, but not really. It won't be sustainable. It won't be long term. So, yeah, just... Mm-hmm. Learning to support my friends and people that I know and be there for them when they need me and tell them what they need to hear, even if it's not what I want to say, because it's really easy for me to want to tell someone exactly how to live their life or tell them what to do. But mm-hmm. if they need to hear 
you are loved and you're supported, then I need to say that instead. So that's been a huge lesson I've learned this year is just being there for people telling them you love them and not trying to change them in any way. It's mm. a really good lesson. I think so. <laughs> Next. Mm. <laughs> uh, my second lesson is you don't have to be a social person all the time. Um, it's okay not to constantly be making plans with people. And I would hope that that's something a lot of us learned this year from COVID. But I don't know. I think I realized how much I felt pressure to constantly be filling my schedule with social things. And when that was kind of stripped away, I was like, oh, what if I don't feel like doing that? And I realized a lot more that I don't really feel like doing that a lot of the time. So yeah, just being more content taking time to myself and with family and not feeling guilty yeah yeah <clears throat> so true I our society definitely pushes being with people and productivity 24 7 and just yeah. not necessarily taking a breath and taking a moment to relax yeah so yeah something I've struggled with I think I've talked about that like quite a bit on here but yeah that's yeah. definitely something I've had to also deal with but Kind of on the opposite spectrum of that, I realized how much of a people person I am. That's something I've learned this year and how hard it has been for me to be isolated and not be able to see my friends like mm -hmm. essentially the whole semester, maybe yeah. a couple times outside distance. But other than that, I didn't really see them. And they were my main group of friends. That's who I saw multiple times a week and was hanging out with like all the time on the weekend. So that was just really hard for me. And luckily, I have some good, really good friends that I made in grad school that kind of, I could hang out with just the two of them and I knew they were both being safe, but yeah, that was just something I've learned. I'm a very, definitely a people person and I really get my energy from being around people, but I've had to learn again, how to sort of cope with not being with people. Cause I won't always have that as an option. And it is important to be content with spending time with yourself yeah. and enjoying that time and not feeling mm -hmm. like you're wasting time by not being productive or mm -hmm getting things done that you need to get done. Um, yeah, so that's something I learned, both the fact that I am <laughs> very much so a people person, but that I can be content being alone. Mm -hmm. And it's just something I have to work on and continue to work with and enjoy my own presence. <laughs> but yeah. Cute. So cute. So cute. Um, I guess a practical lesson I learned is that you don't need to be constantly eating out and spending money to have a good time because we like didn't obviously didn't eat out much at all this year and I was just like oh wow like we can cook really good food at home and create memories that are just as beautiful at home mm -hmm. yeah yeah I long I long <laughs> you long along those lines for me I think I learned a lot about like my finances this year mm -hmm. which is kind of hard to explain because it I don't know, but just that I don't have to just never spend money. True. That was something I've always been very careful about, which is good, like not just spending money for no reason. But at the same time, I with the amount of money that I have saved up from jobs and other things, I don't need to be never letting myself do anything fun with my money. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've learned the balance of just letting myself purchase things when I want to and just being like, okay, is this $5 coffee going to bring me joy? Yes. Okay. It's $5. Is 
it's not the end of the world for me to spend five dollars, even if it's something that I'll drink in like an hour and then it will be gone. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world to do that if it brings me happiness and just gives me something to do. And so I've learned a lot about that this year because I used to be crazy with money and I like would go back and forth between spending no money at all and then buying a bunch of stuff because I was like, ah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So I think I've been much better at finding the balance between spending what I need to spend and then a couple extra fun things, but not going crazy with it for no reason. So Mm -hmm. just spending money more intuitively, I guess. I don't know. That seems kind of like a weird word to use, but (laughs) just like not thinking too much about it. Yeah. Because I have been so strict with myself in the past to the point where it causes me, like, stress, mm-hmm. which isn't what you want. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just in oh. general lessons about finances this year have That's been awesome. helpful. Yeah. Good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Queen. What about you? What's your next one? My next one is that <laughs> noise. <laughs> houses make noise. This sounds so stupid. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I, yeah, basically what I mean is like, I'm just a lot more aware of the things that happen in my house every day. Um, just like the noises that it makes, the birds around this house, um, and like the, the way the light comes in at certain hours of the day, like things that we just have never been home for before. Um, mm-hmm. and not that it's really a lesson. I think it's just cool that we've all become so much more aware of what our homes feel like. And the feelings that they bring us. Um, I just think that's super cool. Because mm-hmm. it's something I never would have thought about before. And like how much more we l- would look forward to the times when we would go for a walk. Um, I don't know. I've really enjoyed that aspect of this year. And I was never like the kind of person who would go for a walk before. Like maybe once a month or something like that. But I wasn't a walker. And I feel like now we're we're much more... I don't know. There's just like different things we look forward to that we didn't used to. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, one of mine is that slowing down is necessary and appreciating the joy of the little things, which I did an episode about earlier. So I've kind of already talked about this, but just slowing down is really hard when you're not forced to. Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, anyone who's gone to college knows it's you don't get a ton of breaks. Like you're doing homework, you're seeing people, you're doing things all the time and you can't just like take a step back and just not do anything for a week because then you'd be so far behind. Um, And even work, like with your job, you don't just like take a week off. I mean, vacations, I guess, but you know what I mean? Like Yeah. And so when quarantine happened and we were just sitting here in the house and we couldn't go out to eat, we couldn't go get Starbucks, we couldn't go shopping or any of those things, we both just had to slow down and take a step back and be like okay what are we doing and we would do yoga and we would like meditate and work out and it was just such a cool time to take a step back I literally just said that but (laughs) and like appreciate everything around you and just slow down which is so hard to do in a world that we live in where productivity as I was saying before is so valued and people just yeah are always going and always trying to better themselves which is great but always asking you what's next exactly but it becomes a lot and so I think the quarantine period of this year really helped us to like literally be forced to just chill yeah (laughs) and that was something that's really interesting and how important that is to just like chill sometimes and allow yourself to be relaxed and allow yourself to do things because you want to do them not because they 
are product productive oh my gosh productive or <laughs> yeah make anyone else happy who cares yeah <laughs> do things that make you happy it was kind of impossible to do things that would make other people happy anyway since we weren't really seeing anyone exactly yeah yeah i think it forced a lot of inner like soul searching in a way yeah which was hard especially yeah. in a time where like our family had just gone through a lot the past year and then the world was like that stop <laughs> like we were go 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 for a full year and then all of a sudden the world like felt like it stopped turning mm-hmm. oh so weird yep so interesting it's so crazy to me that everyone's gonna look back on quarantine and like that's such a like time period in my life oh yeah like oh yeah my senior year of undergrad where we just had to stop mm-hmm. everything it's yeah, so weird it's really weird <laughs> really really weird yeah Ooh. Oh anyway my gosh <laughs> Yeah, I guess kind of touching on the loss that our family experienced, I learned a lot about grief um, and kind of specifically that like grief isn't linear and it'll hit you differently at different points in time and also for different people that you're grieving. Um, We lost our grandmother in March and then we lost our grandfather in October and both of those just like hit me really differently in ways I didn't expect I mean I didn't really know what to expect because I've never like really experienced loss like that before um but yeah that's what I learned about it I also learned that it doesn't really go away like it's kind of just going to be there for the rest of my life and we're going to keep losing people and that's just going to be how it is but um but it's also like something that everyone experiences at some point in time so I don't know. It's it's kind of, like, unifying in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, unique how everyone deals with it and how everyone processes it. Mm-hmm. But it is such a universal experience. Yeah. And I also feel like there's just so much death that happened this year in general that yeah. even if we're not all grieving a personal loss, we're grieving, like, a collective loss of just yeah. so many lives to COVID yeah. and other things. And... Yeah, that can be heavy even if you didn't personally know the people that are gone. And also, like, the difference between our grandma who was um, fighting brain cancer for a year and then Mm -hmm. passed away Mm -hmm. versus our grandpa who had a stroke and then a week later he passed away. So it was just very – like, his was very – I mean, not unexpected because he was older, but no one really knew it was going to happen. And so all of a sudden it was like, oh, grandpa's gone. Yeah. And we also hadn't seen him from COVID, like – yeah. And with our grandma, like, we knew it was coming for so long. We also knew her a lot better. Yeah. Just a combination of things, but yeah. very interesting. Just, yeah, very different types of death. And you don't necessarily understand that until yeah. you've experienced it. Because I never would have thought yeah. about the difference between knowing someone and, like, watching them slowly fade away is really oh my hard. Gosh. But then yeah. at the same time, not having any notice is hard because you don't <laughs> appreciate all the moments you have with them because you don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Yeah, it's really hard either way, but definitely grief. Yeah, I've also learned a lot about that this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Yeah. What Let's about you, see. Lynn? What's next? I'm thinking. Well, kind of along those lines, I guess. Um, I've said along those lines like 70 times this episode, so I apologize <laughs> in advance for how many Feel times like I've that. said that. But um, that it's really easy to avoid feelings when you're so busy and it's hard to confront them. Mm. And that was something that quarantine again had taught me because this whole past year when our grandma was fighting brain cancer, I was busy with school. Like I was doing stuff all the time. I worked a job all summer, like 40 hours a week. And so 
I was just constantly doing stuff and it was very easy to not just sit there and think about how sad I was. It was very easy to just do other things to get my mind off of it. And then once quarantine happened, it was a lot harder to do that because I was like, I had classes, but I wasn't just like seeing people all the time and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've learned that it's really important to think about how you feel about things and like journal about it or talk about it. And it's really easy to avoid them when you're busy. And I do think that staying busy is not, it's not like a bad thing. Like I don't Mm want to make it sound that you should never be busy because that's, you're avoiding your feelings, but it's just something that's important to consider, Mm -hmm. or at least that's what I've found, um, to recognize that your feelings are valid and you can work through them and not just run around them all the time Mm -hmm. by keeping busy and staying productive. That's really good. (laughs) Thanks. Lindsay just uh, gave me a peace sign in case any of you were wondering what that pause was. (laughs) Good vibes only. Well, my next one, it's a little less uh, deep, but, you know, it's still a valuable lesson I learned. I learned how to make tofu taste good. (laughs) And as a vegetarian, this is very important because I never really ate tofu before this year because I didn't know how to cook it and I just didn't want to deal with it. And it's also like it does take some forethought because you have to press it for like a few hours before you use it. So... That's probably the real thing that kept me from it. And also, I didn't even know where it was in the store. So a lot of things were keeping me from using tofu. But I finally learned how to fry it real nice, how to add, like, flavor to it, and how to bake it. Like, all these good things. So I'm pretty pleased that that is something that came out of this year. Also, just learning how to cook more generally. (laughs) Like, just learning how to season things well, how to roast. Not that I didn't know all of that before, but like I never had considered that you can just roast every vegetable and it'll taste so much better than like steaming it or sauteing. Like, oh, roasting. The power of roasting. I could go on forever. Not really, but I could go on a little bit longer about that. But I won't because uh, it's Lindsay's turn. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um. Well, going off of that. Oh, Uh, Talking about tofu, a good source of protein for vegetarians, Mm -hmm. I, okay, I wrote meat is dumb, which isn't exactly how I feel (laughs) about meat. Yeah. Just an easy way to say that I recognize that I don't need to eat meat Mm -hmm. and I'm just as happy without it. And I feel like it's people that aren't vegetarian would be like, oh, I just couldn't. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Then don't. Like, I don't. I love when you say that. I just couldn't. (laughs) Very grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) But. I don't know. I just, I never had before just out of like inconvenience. But once I decided this year, actually like the very first day of the new year, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to eat meat. I gave up red meat last August and hadn't had red meat since then. And so I was like, let's just try being vegetarian and see what happens. If I hate it and I can't deal with it, then I'll go back to eating meat. Um, And then in March, I decided to be pescatarian. So I'd eat fish. And so that's what I am now. But Yeah, just, I don't need meat to be happy. Like, I don't, it's not something that I am obsessed with or feel like I need to be making and consuming. And yeah, I've just learned that this year because I've never actually been vegetarian before. I've been, like, kind of vegetarian. Like, if Mm -hmm. I wouldn't press super hard to always be eating, like, chicken or whatever. But it's just not nearly as hard as I thought it would be. Like, it's so easy when you just buy your own groceries and you just buy vegetarian stuff. Like, it's really not hard, so. Yep. Yeah, and I don't miss it that much. The only thing I miss is, like, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets 
and yeah, breakfast sausage. But there's a really good vegetarian breakfast sausage replacements. So and those that's chicken patties are fine. The, the chicken patties are fine. They just really don't taste like chicken. Oh no, they don't. like it's a good substitute, but they're not. It doesn't taste like chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's true. but yes, that is something I learned because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This year for me was also the year of oat milk, of just trying all different. So that's one of my lessons is just oat period, milk period. It's so true. Um, yes. And I've explored a lot of different brands. Um, Oatly, Planet Oat, um, Chobani Oat. 365 that's just the whole foods brand and honestly the whole foods brand was probably the best one that i ever tried but yeah just like at home coffee brewing cold brew or just like iced coffee with oat milk fantastic oh and maple syrup gotta have maple syrup yeah and i learned how to make my own syrups which it's really not that hard but that feels like a big deal to me because i don't do stuff like that that's like a Lindsay thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think something else this isn't really on my list but um just how easy it is to make things at home that you wouldn't necessarily think to make at home. Yep. And not that you always have to because it is an extra step to, like, make your own tortillas or make your own dinner rolls or whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. it is possible. Like, if you don't have that and you really want to make it for dinner and you can't go to the store for some reason, just make them. Like, it's not – if you have the time and you have the means, like, why not? And that's something that I just never really would have thought of. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be like, oh, I don't have tortillas. I can't <laughs> – tortillas tortillas i don't have tortillas i can't make whatever but yeah that's just like so liberating to be like i can literally make essentially anything that's processed yep and yeah just exciting and like eating healthy and like fueling my body is another thing i've learned i'm just like i guess i'm just combining five lessons in one about food dang going off book Well, this all ties into my lesson, meat isn't scary. Not meat isn't scary. <laughs> bread isn't scary. Because um, I've always been scared to make bread, but it's really easy if you just have the yeast and you just follow the directions. But anyway. True. What was I saying? Oh, fueling my body. That's like the stupidest phrase I know, but yep. it's so true because over the past like week, we've had like one charcuterie board and then a day where we literally just had like cheese and crackers for lunch, which was delicious and I love cheese, but... We've also had a lot of sweets, and while they are delicious and I love them, I just feel so crappy afterwards, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, after we had kale salad yesterday, I felt so good. I was so <laughs> energized and so, like, full and excited, and excited. Yeah, then I had, like, an ice cream cone, and I was like, cool, now I feel disgusting again, and just, like... The One w- ice cream cone made me feel that way? Yeah, the little ones. Wow. And so, yeah, I just realized how sensitive my body is to food mm-hmm. and, like, what I put into it. And so, yeah, another lesson is that it's important for me to, like, watch what I eat, but literally just so I feel good. Not even in, like, a, yeah. I have to diet just because that way I feel better. Yep. And I don't feel disgusting. True. True, true, true. Yeah. So, I guess all of that goes into the fact that bread isn't scary. I, I guess. <laughs> we'll call it. Yeah. Call it that. Call it bread isn't scary. So true, Queen. Um, my second to last lesson of 2020 was that I was completely right to avoid online dating up until this year because I tried it out and um, I don't feel like I really gained anything from it. Um, I don't regret it, but I'm also like, you know, I would be completely fine with my life if 
I hadn't done that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but then going off of that, my last lesson, my 10th lesson of 2020 is to just, even if people are only in your life for a short amount of time, be grateful for whatever you did gain from them. So when I think about the people I talk to on Bumble, I think about how I'm grateful that I like got introduced to a few good movies through those people or good music. Um, and I don't think about the fact that it was kind of a waste of time because it didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I don't regret it. And I guess I am trying to make myself grateful for it, even though it feels like it was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kind of ties into one of mine that I'm so grateful for everyone in my life and just the people that I haven't even spent that much time with. The teacher that I worked with this semester mm -hmm. um, probably won't ever see her in person again, which is really sad, but I'm so grateful for the things I've learned from her and the time I spent with her and the instructional assistant in our room was super awesome and getting to know her was fun and just like being grateful for those experiences and those people that I met, even if I won't see them again, like just really appreciating all the time that I got to spend with them and I like it enabled me to look at that time as instead of being like oh I have to wake up at five in the morning go to this dumb classroom I was excited to go because I love the people I worked with and I love the kids I worked with mm -hmm. so it just kind of made me like realize how helpful it is to have people that you know that are just like awesome I don't know that's like so obvious but just like really appreciating the people in your life because it's so easy to take them for granted and mm -hmm. not really appreciate everything they do for you and how much they've like benefited your life so yeah that's just something that I need to be way better about telling my friends I love them and just being there for them because yeah I love them all so much is that your last lesson no oh I have two more oh really yeah oh. you combined two and you only had nine no but I added another one which one did you add oh wait I didn't say it yet oh okay I had one more in mind then okay I'll say one then you say one then I'll say one okay okay um, the fact that I love coffee, that's a whole lesson. Um, and that it's so much fun to like try and make different drinks and like put different milks and creamers and syrups and whatever in your silly little coffee mm -hmm. and just make it fun make it tasty. And I love iced coffee. Make I do silly. love, I like hot coffee in the morning, but iced coffee just hits different, especially cold brew. Woo! Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, she got real excited. That's my lesson. Well, Awesome. My last lesson was just that you can form habits. I think I just was always resisting this idea because I was like, no, I'm just this way and like I'm not going to change and that's fine with me. Like I don't have to be the kind of person who does yoga or works out or whatever, has a routine. But this year I realized, um, well, upon reading a book that I mentioned in a podcast one time, well, probably multiple times, it was called, shoot, what was it called? Something about habits. And I learned that I am, I forgot all the terminology of it, but basically I'm the kind of person that really needs accountability when it comes to achieving any sort of goal. And that's kind of why I don't make goals for myself is because I can't accomplish something on my own. Like I need to have someone that is helping me through it and, or doing it with me or just checking in with me. So over quarantine, Lindsay and I were like, Oh, <laughs> it's called Better Than Before, the book. And it's by Gretchen Rubin. Rubin. Um, and she just talks about four different types of habit formers um, and kind of like how you can help yourself based on your type. Yeah. So I just learned that 
I can accomplish things that I try to do. I just need help of other people. And Lindsay was super helpful with me just because like we kind of had similar ideas of what we wanted our quarantine to look like. And I, yeah, it was just a really nice time of working out with her, doing yoga with her, like, I don't know. And I feel like I really did take those habits into after she left for school and when I was here by myself. Um, so yeah, it's possible to change the way you do things. It is hard, but it's possible. And it helps a lot to know more of the kind of person that you are and how you form habits. Um, so yeah, that was a self-help book that I actually really enjoyed and I didn't find it to be like kitschy or annoying. It was just helpful. So yeah. Yeah. Well, my last one kind of has to do with habits too, actually, but the importance of balance in all aspects of my life, and I've talked about this before, so I won't beat a dead horse, so they say, which is disturbing, but... If you um, will. (laughs) If you will. Um, Particularly routine and spontaneity, Mm. and I have been forced to be very spontaneous in college because you have to be very flexible with like when you hang out with your friends and when your classes, everything is due, you don't have the same exact schedule every single day. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of hard for me because I thrived in high school when I had like a very structured routine, <laughs> but I had to kind of learn to work with that in college. But all throughout college, I was like, I want to wake up the same time every day. I want to do the same things every day. I want to work out five times a week. I want to do this and that. And it was just too much for me to actually put that into practice because of how busy I was and how much I wanted to hang out with my friends. And Mm -hmm. I would prioritize that over having a structured routine and working out because that's how I got happy. But anyway, (laughs) so I couldn't really get a super structured routine in college. And once quarantine hit, we had a routine like to the minute doing the same exact (laughs) thing every single day. Yeah. And I liked it for a bit and I did very well with it. Um... But after a while, I just got bored. And so that kind of taught me, okay, so once I do have a routine that I thought would be perfect for me, I thought I would thrive knowing exactly what I was doing every minute of every day, getting everything done, checking off all my boxes, and it just got boring. And so that kind of taught me the two extremes. I've been the super spontaneous, not planning anything, and it was hard, and then I did the routine thing, and it was also hard. And so just trying to, like, meet somewhere in the middle. Like, maybe I have a structured morning routine, And the rest of my day fluctuates depending on what happens. Or maybe I have a structured night routine and the rest of the day sort of fluctuates what happens. Or even just doing yoga every day in a week would help me have some type of structure. But I haven't quite figured that out. But I have learned the importance of balance in that regard specifically just for myself and my own like mental health. It's really important for me to have a good balance of both, Mm -hmm. which is not what I expected. (laughs) I thought that a very structured routine would be like perfect for me but it just wasn't I love that you were proven wrong yeah hate to see it uh hate to be wrong I mean you're like never wrong so it's weird Mm. but um (laughs) (laughs) no that's really cool that's a really good lesson to learn too yeah okay I'm gonna go a little off off script what I'm going for an 11th lesson oh um it's very topical in my life right now and it's that sewing is fun (laughs) and yeah, that's it. That's I've just it. been learning how to use our grandma's old sewing machine that we have. And it's very scary because sewing, like, you have to understand the machine. Mm-hmm. And if something goes wrong, it's not very intuitive. You have to kind of figure it out or, like, look it up. Mm-hmm. And that is very scary because 
I don't know, it's a super old machine, so there's not even, like, all the information online. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was very scary, but I made some things, and I've, like, altered some stuff already, and it's turning out okay. So nice. I'm super excited. And, yeah, it just makes thrifting, like, so much more of an opportunity, I guess. Like, I just have so much more I could do. Mm-hmm. I could get a skirt that's too big and make it smaller. I could get a dress and turn it into a skirt or... True. Yeah, anything. So it's just, like, it makes it so much more fun to go thrifting because you can get something that's not at all your size and you can adjust it to be whatever you want it to be and it will look not, like, professional, but it won't yeah. just be, like, cut and, like, tied, like, without, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without a hem or anything. So, yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm very very happy that I can kind of, kind of sew now a little bit. So yeah, that's something else I learned. I love sewing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, is there anything else, Beaver? No, I didn't learn anything else. Mm. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Good stuff. But nothing else I want to share. Okay. Well, I guess that's, that's our 20 slash 21 lessons of 2020. (laughs) Um, obviously was a crazy, insane year that no one could have predicted but I hope you got something out of it we clearly learned a couple things which is good um 20 (laughs) 21 to be exact so true um but yeah I know it was a crazy time but I hope that you again got something out of it maybe made a new friend or (laughs) progressed yourself in any way and if not then that's also fine we'll work in 2021 maybe something better will happen um if you have goals. If you don't, that's also fine. So true, Queen. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of goals, our next episode is going to be our New Year's resolutions, quote unquote, but maybe just goals because I don't really know if I'll have any like resolutions that I'll work super hard towards. Yeah. And then, yeah, our podcasting fun new situations. <laughs> not really. There's not really anything new, but. New process processes. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. I think that's all. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it is at Gone with the Windies, or you can subscribe and give us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it. That's I hope all. you have a beautiful week, and I hope you are happily gone, gone with, with the, the Windies. windies.